please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie, and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together, we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV. My name is Amy, and I'm your co-host. And I'm Leslie. Hey, Amy. Hey, Leslie. We're early this week. We are early this week, and I'm, I'm, you know, I have my voice back, whatever's left of it. It sounds lovely. Thank you, um, thank you. How was your second Backstreet Boys concert? It was amazing. It was so effing hot. I was melting, <laughs> and I just... Oh, it was outdoors? It was outdoors, PNC Bank Art Center. Okay. And I was just like, I can't deal with this heat anymore. But fortunately, that was Tuesday because the real heat wave started Wednesday and it's oh, finished okay. a show ever since. It's awful. It's going to be, they're saying it might be 99 here Sunday. That's a lot for Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's high. It's it's pretty high everywhere in New York as well. We have a heat advisory until Sunday night. Mm. So, Okay. I got you. <sighs> All right, guys, so we're going to jump right into this shit show. We are covering Married at First Sight, Season 15, Episode 3. Ain't no wedding like a West Coast wedding. Because the West Coast wedding don't stop. <laughs> um, so we're going to start with Kristen and Mitch. Now, I want to let's have some general conversation around them up front. Mm hmm. As you recall, I said two things in our first episode. One is that I was kind of attracted to Mitch, and I am not backing down from that. Even though Mm -hmm. I think he's toxic as fuck, I still would be attracted to him, and it would end in disaster, and this is why I, you know, was single for so long, okay? (laughs) Number two, I also said in our first interview, she is not a good match for him, and I called it. Yeah, she is not, and he is dancing around the fact that he's not attracted to her let's let's just yep. say what it is and i don't i don't know if i could do one of these storylines again like it's uh... she's super into him and he is just like i'm just not there yet or she, will ever be there and she's great and i like her but mm-hmm. i knew from the minute they introduced her president of her sorority blah 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 i'm like no 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 this is not a good match for him like He's one of these weirdos that is so uber principled about everything. It's annoying. And yeah, he's going to he, judge her. He's going to be like, why are you not reusing that tampon? Mm-hmm. Like, we need to Ugh. save the environment. <laughs> why are you not buying sustainable tampons? Yeah. I'm going to wait to rage on that until we get to the cake. Okay. Oh, so my God. I have my own <laughs> notes on the cake. <laughs> So we start with their wedding day and we pick up on Kristen's chat with her dad, Pikachu Face. And he, we're, we're, let me ask you about Pikachu Face. Now, Kyle on Reality Cray Cray says that all the time. And I think that's where I picked it up. Mm. But is that something that's been in the lexicon previous to Kyle or is he the one? Yes, who- it has because I've okay. heard it many a times by different people. Okay. Cause I just, you know, I want to credit Kyle TM if that's his thing. Okay. So dad, of course, agrees to walk her down the aisle. You know, I have to say something about this. I have a bone to pick with producers because straight off the bat, they make it seem like her dad is so anti this, how she's screwing up her life and just this dramatic like, but will you walk me down the aisle? And it's like, sure, you fucked up so many times. Why not? Why not? Um, I agree with you. We all knew he was going to walk her down the aisle. No brainer. Mm -hmm. Uh, did you see her mom? Yeah, I did. Wow. That dad must be loaded. <laughs> well, Nate was definitely, what's, you know, Mitch, I'm thinking about Nate already, because I have so many thoughts on him. Uh, Mitch was like, is that my bride? 
good. <laughs> and someone was so, like, no, it goes well for you. That's the mom. So Mitch gets to the altar. See, like, like Leslie just said, sees Kristen's mom is all excited. The pastor woman is like, no, 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 dude, chill. But hey, you know, the good genes. There yeah. we go. Uh, so Kristen comes out and I always pay super close attention to their faces when they see each other. Mm-hmm. And she lights up and he does smile. Like she is, she's, I think she's gorgeous. And you know, I think her dress was the prettiest dress of all and the most like understated and muted. So what would he have done if she came out in a ball gown? I have no idea. I know because we just get this weird narrative from him that I call bullshit on that. It's just like, dude, I'm not into her. So let me pick on something. Yes. A hundred percent. They have an awkward handshake, and I have two things written here. Mitch's mother tells her, Mitch's mother tells Kristen she looks beautiful. He never does. Uh Uh-uh. And then Kristen tells Mitch he looks wonderful, and he does not reciprocate. He looks down at his shoes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. The family wants you to know that Mitch loves the beach, and he loves his nieces. And I'm abbreviating this, guys. There's a whole lot more. He's also super passionate and wants to save the planet. And Kristen's like, oh, I recycle. And I'm thinking, oh, God, honey, that's not enough. That's not enough. (laughs) You have to be like stuffing reusable napkins up your cooch when you have your period. Because you're not even allowed to buy a tampon. (laughs) God, that was so gross. (laughs) Like, you got to go to McDonald's and pick their napkins out of the trash and use them. No, period panties. (laughs) Period panties. There we go sustainable so so the family wants you to know that Kristen likes the beach um everyone who lives in san diego likes the beach but anyway maybe there's six people who don't maybe there are listeners uh she has a pug adorable pugs my favorite dog Mm -hmm. and she's strong and she's gentle and she's loyal and she's spontaneous and then then i should not be allowed to recap anymore because then i have vows blah 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 (laughs) <laughs> come on okay they weren't spectacular because no. sometimes they get creative and you're like okay sure. I see you, yeah but no so now we get to the good stuff which mm-hmm. is after the bullshit wedding okay so Kristen tells mitch that she requested a bald guy and he's like well you got one and then he's like actually let me tell you something i had a little bit of like hair going on and pastor cow was like no you need to get rid of that yeah. So Kristen says she's so happy and Mitch is like, yeah, I am too, I guess. Like just real. He's not forthcoming with his feelings. Right. Kristen tells the camera, this is good. Co- I love her so much because she's she's doing what I would be doing. She's like, oh, my God, he's so cute. This is going so perfect. But it's only been five minutes. So I need to calm down and I can't go crazy. <laughs> yeah. I really related to that. So. She, okay, in her vows, she had said that she would share with him everything about her, the good, the bad, the bougie. And then there's like a record scratch because he keeps bringing that up, the bougie, Mm -hmm. because that's not what he's about. He is earnest and honest and whatever. He wants barefooted women. Yeah, yeah. So he tells her about his environmentalism and she's like, look, I'm on the same page. I'm on the same page. Now, I've spent a little bit of time in San Diego. I have a cousin there, so I was there for about, you know, 10 days or so. And in my experience, I found it very environmentally conscious. Do you agree? It was beautiful. I love the weather there. That's the place that I would live in if I lived in California. And yeah, but I was mostly in the military base, so I wasn't like too around. Is that when you were in service? (laughs) No, when my cousin was in service and he was getting married. It's beautiful. And I, I just remember like coming from the the rural area that I come from in Pennsylvania, and this was maybe 12 years ago I was there. Oh God, was it that long? Maybe 10. Like that was the kind of the first time I was ever in an environment where it was like no plastic straws, no plastic bags, no single use. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like it was really, I was like, oh, okay, this is a thing. So she tells the camera she is hot for him. He's so hot. And let's just say he's not feeling the same way. Nope. Now, they start doing pictures, and the pictures were ridiculous. They were. 
And he's not happy. Like, he doesn't like this stuff. And he's not somebody like a Miguel who's going to go along and get along. Like, if he's unhappy, everybody's going to know about it, Leslie. Oh, yeah. His face is going to tell you. And then if that doesn't work, his mouth will. (laughs) Yes, 100%. Then he tells the camera, I didn't like seeing her all dolled up in heels and stuff. Like, she seems more mainstream than me. He's trying to say in a nice way, high maintenance. This is all bullshit. This is all him not being attracted to her. Yep, I agree 100%. At the reception, she's cold. And he starts yelling like, hey, hey, can somebody get Kristen a coat here? Let's go. And she's like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. He's like, I'm not afraid to cause a scene. He is totally the guy who is mean to waitstaff. Yeah. 100%. What do we call male Karens? Kenneth? Kevin's? Like, what? Because that's. He's like, I'm not afraid to speak up and be like, there's a fly in my soup. Let me speak to the manager of my wedding. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they slow dance. It's okay. But I have here, like, the experts did her dirty. Like, they really did. He tells her. I'm glad you took those heels off because I'm all into natural beauty. And then he tells the camera he is trying not to do what he usually does, which is build women into something and then blame them when they fall short. He knows he does this and he doesn't want to do that. So he's going to go slow with her. Okay. Mm. Now they get to know each other a little bit. And Mitch tells her he has never been in a long, long-term relationship. And he tells the camera, I will not vow. Unless I mean it. I cannot lie to people. It's not in my DNA. Oh, God. He is going to judge every move she makes. He's just going to judge her all the time. It's going to be judge, judge, judge. To be a total asshole to her and Uh pass it off as what? I'm just being honest. Yep. 100%. Casually cruel and lying and pretending to be just honest. He's telling the camera, okay, like it's been an hour and I feel a little better. Okay. But I hate that she has to wear that like fancy dress. It's a wedding. Mm. It's your wedding. What did you think was going to happen? I don't understand him. Now they get a cake and he requested a sustainable organic cake. And this is a travesty and I will not stand for it. This cake looks hideous. I don't even give a fuck what it looks like. It was not edible. It just looked dry as fuck. It just looks like a mountain of clay. It was like, you know, like, what is it that they cover the clay? Like the fonda. Fondant. Whatever. And it was just like leftover and they clumped it all up and they were like, here you go. Here's a cake. You don't fuck with somebody's cake. No, fuck the environment. I want a pretty cake. No, I'm just Listen, when you're pregnant at your wedding like I was and you can't drink, that cake is all you have. It's all you have. That cake better be good. Shotgun wedding. (laughs) So now, straight shooter Mitch tells Kristen's mom that she's hot. And he thought she was his wife. Yeah, basically. kind of looks like, and I don't mean this to insult her, and I don't mean this in any political way. She just kind of looks like Melania Trump a little bit, is what I thought. It was weird. No, I feel like to me, because you don't watch any of like the Real Housewives, she just has that kind of look. They all yes. have that kind of yes. generic, they got a lot of little nips and tucks and injections on their face kind of look. Okay. So he, mom is asking why Mitch did this Married at First Sight. And he says, basically, there's a bunch of garbage that comes out of his mouth. But then he says, he's a mission-based person. And he walked away from a good job to do this environmental work. And mom is like, well, Kristen's independent, but like she kind of wants somebody who works, you know, kind of like that kind of situation. Now they talk to their friends and Kristen tells them that she definitely feels the chemistry. She's going to be all over him. He's super hot. She's so thrilled. Mitch tells his friends there may be possibly a potential for attraction. And he doesn't feel comfortable sleeping with this woman because that's not Mitch. He talks about himself in third person. That's not Mitch. Yeah. 
I was like, what? Who are you, Elmo? What are you doing? Mitch respects women. And I just wrote, I'm sure many of his ex-girlfriends would disagree with that latter statement. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So speaking of respecting women, now we're on to Stasha and Nate. Stasha and Nate. So I thought in the beginning that we were just going to get a little bit of them because, you know, last week they got married and everything. But no, we get a whole lot of them this week. Yeah, we do. The scene opens up with the reception. They're seated, having their meal. And then we get the guests to, like, raise their glass and do the little clink thing. (laughs) And Stasha goes, what does that mean? And she's, like, looking, like, what's going on? What's happening? And they're like, oh, kiss, kiss. So then they make them kiss, as they do traditionally at a wedding. So then you get this her confessional talking to producers and she's like all giddy saying kissing him is exciting it gives her butterflies in her stomach and it's making her feel like a little schoolgirl all over again like at the beginning of this episode she's like pretty excited and she's like you know this is fun and getting to know him and all that yeah, she's she's into him she's into him. she is into him there's no mm-hmm. doubt about it so back at the reception it's starting to get chilly and heat lamps are lit, and Stasha throws on a leather jacket over her shoulders. She tells Nate that he's really attractive. She's really happy with who they picked for her. Granted, he asked her, like, what do you think about this whole experience so I far? Know. So she led with that, like, yeah, you're attractive. You know, I'm happy, blah, blah, blah. So Stasha says that he makes her feel super comfortable and he has made her laugh, which she likes. And she tells producers that she's not seeing any red flags like she usually sees with other guys. And I instantly thought, I hope that producers trot this back out when this all goes awry, (laughs) because it will. It will 100%. Wait, it's like famous last words. I can just see producers using the rewind effect on the screen, and I'm like, "Yep, yep." It's just and just cut back to that moment, and then intersperse all the montage, like a montage of all the times he's a dick to her. Like this is gonna be that moment. I cannot wait. Yeah, but yeah, you're not wrong. But yeah, the ceremony. It's pleasant, and they ask if he plans on permanently staying. So she's like, are you planning to stay in San Diego, or are you open to moving elsewhere? And he says he loves San Diego, but if he gets that itch to do something new, he'd be open to it. So hopefully this itch only includes like decisions that affects him and his wife and not an itch for his dick to scratch with another vagina you know what i mean like you know we get plenty of dick and vagina talk later (laughs) this episode (laughs) guys hold on to your butts because seriously woof and so he turns it to her he's like so how about you and she says for me i have nothing keeping me in one space in one spot so i can take my job wherever i need to take it and you know i don't have kids i don't have pets so i kind of like go anywhere so mm-hmm. she's an open slate too and nate interjects independent that's what i asked for yeah power couple yeah power, power couple. couple and stasha says she's open to having multiple homes and multiple places and living wherever she wants so free spirit and basically i'm like girl you're describing like everyone's dream basically is to yeah. have multiple homes to travel wherever do whatever that's yeah. the life that we all want you know i want to keep my manhattan apartment but i also want a house down in maybe san diego in the dominican republic you know hey maybe if we get like 17 listeners you can <laughs> buy that house in san diego no i could buy it in the dr because a dollar goes a long way not in san diego wait a minute are you harvesting the american dollar <laughs> i sure <laughs> am <laughs> Many generations now. (laughs) So she continues to talk to Nate, just kindly nods his head. His eyes are kind of glazing over. And then he says, power couple up. (laughs) Power couple, power couple. And he's like, this is what I wanted. And he goes, wait, did you request a younger husband? And I was like, wait, hold on. Here we go. And she's like, no, no, no. 
And her face is just so funny in that moment. And I took a screen grab of it because in my mind, she was about to think, hold up, child, how old are you? And how old do you think I am? Or how old do I look? (laughs) How old is he? I think he's in his 30s. And then he asked, what was her bottom? Like the youngest she'd marry. And she said 33. So he said, oh, so I barely made the mark. So I'm guessing he might just be 33. Okay, I have it. No, he's 34. 34, okay. And she's 37. Jesus Christ, the way he's talking, I thought she was 47. (laughs) This is my point. (laughs) And then I started having a minor meltdown. Because I'm like, oh my God, how old is Stasha? Oh my gosh, she cannot be older than me. If she is, what does it say about me? Am I old fart? Am I geriatric? Like, what's going on? I need to find my power couple. I need to power up, level up, boss bitch. so behind because you know how everything just circles back to me so i had a minor crisis because we are the same age surprisingly <laughs> but then she asked what about you and we get the caption for music because homeboy is about to laugh awkwardly chuckle and stutter when he says my <laughs> honestly my first initial was 27 to 34 <sighs> And Stasha says, oh, wow, you put me all out of that. And he says, with a shit-eating grin that I fucking hate. Yeah, so you wasn't even in the picture. I want to punch him right in the face. I said, I'm going to rage against my screen. (laughs) (laughs) Rage against the screen. I like it. I was so mad. But guys, he overcame the horrors of dating an old-ass woman past 35 years old. That's me being generous because, you know, he probably thinks even worse. I mean, what if they want kids? Chances are she only has one egg in there. Like, Angela. She only has one dusty old egg. (laughs) Like, what's going to (laughs) happen? Because Pastor Cal interjected and told them, if you want an independent wife who's a boss, you sure she's going to be 27? Like, she's going to have to be a little older. Yeah, you can't have it both ways, dude. Mm -hmm. Whatever. So my inner dude brain went, he probably said, I, she can be like 37. And that's me being generous, really lowering my standards. As long as she has the body of a 27 year old, because I want the whole world to think my dick still pulls in 20 somethings. So that was where I went. I was like, how narrative for him. (laughs) Yeah. It's the writer in me. Okay. So anyway, Pastor Kyle told him he wasn't going to find all those qualifications in a 27-year-old, so he's okay with being upped a bit because Pastor Kyle was looking out for him. PC. Good old PC. So later on during the reception, Nate does the obligatory debrief with the bridal party and talks to his new wife's girls, and they ask him how he's doing, and he says he's cold, so everyone is complaining about how cold it is. Guys, it's San Diego. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, calm down. You want cold? Come here. Exactly. I'm like, baby, you don't know cold. We go below zero in NYC. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. But anyway, they ask him what he has learned about her thus far. And he says, well, she sleeps with her eyes open. <laughs> and her friends laugh. And he says, that's scary as fuck. It and really is. Like, I don't agree with him on anything. But we can all agree on that. And so a friend explained, no, 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 it, it is, but don't freak out. It's like half open. You can see the pupils. Like you can see the white. That's even worse. It's weird. It's weird. (laughs) Stasha, we love you, girl, but that's weird. Yeah. She should just sleep with an eye mask and just like go to bed like that. Not scare people. That's what I would do. So they all laugh it up, and then Stasha's sister, I think her name is Asti, says, okay, so my sister's gorgeous, so what are your two intentions? And then the ladies basically ask if they're going to fuck tonight. They're like, what's going down? What's going to happen? Are y'all getting horizontal? Like, it was just like sex, 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 sex. Yep. It was sex Tourette's. It was just sex, 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 sex. It was P in the V, P in the V. P in the V, P in the V. He deflects and says, honestly, I just want to get to talk to her, get to know her, and assures that the physical stuff is already there because he is attracted to her. So Thank God. Her waist is tiny enough. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what is happening? So then we cut to Derek, 
who I am standing right now. I'm joining the Derek fan club. He is one of Nate's groomsmen, and he's at the bar. He is leaning back, and he is giving me big queen energy because I was like, girl, Yep. <laughs> I yep. my head. I was like, you're speaking my language. <laughs> and he is just giving Stasha the once over. He is literally looking at her and goes like, what are like your flaws? <laughs> I was just laughing so hard. <laughs> so she says, it's being too vulnerable and that she's not big on showing her emotions and that she's stubborn. And while single, she got what she wanted. She didn't need to consult or consider anyone else. Now it's going to take her some time to consider him because, you know, she has to think about someone other than herself. Like, yeah, yeah. imagine that. Imagine that. So then Derek <laughs> spills the tea on Nate. I'm just like so giddy with this because I was just looking at his <laughs> body and I was just like, I want to be friends with him. And he's like, Nade is super friendly and has a lot of female friends. A lot of female friends. It is super, super friendly. Uh huh. And how do you navigate that living in a female world? Like, he's trying to ask her, like, you as a woman, how do you see that as a man, your man, having all these females around you all the time? I think think he's kind of like, there's a problem here and I'm giving you a very subtle heads up. He actually said navigating through a female world. I was like, I live for this queen. <laughs> so Stasha lies and she says she doesn't have a problem with him having female friends. Producers, I know you timestamp that for later for when she totally does. They better have. Yes, because this is going to be beautiful. But she does say, as long as there are clear boundaries and those boundaries are not crossed. And come to think of it, she wants to know what his boundaries are because they may differ. Cut to Derek holding his wine glass up to his lips like a Disney villain. He's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> so... After a brief dance sequence in slow-mo with generic party music, we get a scene with Megan, Nate's friend. Stasha, she's the blonde, right? She's yeah, the blonde. she's the blonde. Stasha okay. is sitting in the middle in between them, and he's all like, thanks for coming out. And she's like, oh, for, of course. And it's definitely, I mean, I was, it was special what happened today, for sure. And then she leans in and says, I'm Megan, by the way. I'm Megan, by the way. And it is like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Nate hadn't even introduced them. No, no. <laughs> he didn't even bother. Nope, nope. nope. That's and a I'm red flag like, to me. That's a red flag. What is happening? Yeah. And Megan, again, throwing shade is like, it's okay. It's a big day. So I hope this journey is like very good good for you you always welcome to reach out if you need anything or whatever in any capacity like your family now too and i'm like who the fuck is this bitch how is she inserting himself into his family okay so i have a serious question nate is a very good looking guy Mm -hmm. she's a beautiful girl this Mm -hmm. megan okay and i'm not taking this away from stasha stasha's gorgeous too Mm mm-hmm why did Nate not put the P in the V with Megan previous to this? Or did he? Or did listen. she not want it? Or did he not want it? Listen. What's going on? Okay. If Megan is so important, <laughs> then, and she's like family, yes. before they sat down, Nate would go, Stasha, this is my closest friend, my blonde hot friend with annoying ass vocal fry. She's super important. Megan, this is my wife. Now act right. So we would have had an introduction of some sort. Yes. I'm guessing. And then she's like, we do a lot of game nights. And Nate says, we play charades and, you know, Uh fuck on the DL. I inserted that part because that's what I think. Oh, okay. Okay. So you think it's still happening. And then, because then he goes like, you know, like little things like that. And Megan is, did you look at her face? She is (laughs) I fucking the shit out of him, by the way. She cannot stop staring him down. I've seen that look. That's the, I've gotten dicked down by your man before and boy did I like it. I will cut a bitch for another ride. I've seen that look. 
have you seen that look or have you thrown that look? No, I've seen that look. (laughs) (laughs) I respect boundaries. Megan, I don't think she does. I don't think she does either. I don't know. She had a weird smirk on her face and she had like twinkle in her eyes as she spoke about him. And you would think that they've known each other since high school because they're guys, they're like family. They're like family. They grew up together. No, they didn't. One year. They knew each other one year. Yep. And I'm like, wait, what? They fucked. Totally. And then she says, just because like, and then she starts getting like misty eyed and Stasha's like, I feel like you're getting emotional. Why are you getting emotional? Um, Stasha was all over this. She caught on quick. Oh, immediately. And then she says, just because like, I love my friends so much. And when I value them, like their worth and everything, I only want good things for them. I want that for him. And I want that for you too now. Cause you're a part of our bigger family. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What are you talking about? Why are you a family all of a sudden? Like cut to present time. And this Megan friend forever is like, I can't wait to hike with you, do things and try new things. And she keeps listing things. And I'm just like, what is happening? And walk on the beach and watch sunsets. I'm like, is this a, a thruple? Are we watching Seeking Sister Wife? I think Stasha just married into a thruple. I think she did. And Stasha is the quote unquote official wife on paper. But Megan is the first wife. Uh, Stasha is not going to go for this shit. This Megan's like, going to be axed immediately. I just kept thinking, what am I watching? Yeah. So finally, we get a confessional from Stasha addressing this madness. She says, if they don't get a clear set of boundaries with his female friends, that's going to have to be a conversation. Good and for her. And she says, I don't want our marriage to be disrespected because of outside relationships, a.k.a. Right. Megan. Yep. So towards the end of the episode, we get a scene between Nate and his groomsmen, and they're asking how he's feeling so far. Is he attracted to her? And he says, he is, and our and our queen, Derek, goes, she's like a boss. I love him so much. I, I just love him so much because he was like, she's like a boss. And I was like, I love him so much. And they says it feels natural when he holds her. It's still early, but he had not been, a, you know, attracted. If he hadn't been attracted, he wouldn't be in such a good mood. Because yeah. he's like, you know, I'm so hype. I'm so yeah, like if, if she had like a 29-inch waist, he would be <sighs> turned off. Oh, disgusting. He would have left the altar in a huff. Yep. And married Mitch. That's what he would have done. Cut yes. to the girls' table. Stasha is asked what were her first impressions of him, and she said she kept her head down when she first walked in, and then she took a quick glance up, and she thought, oh, we're all good. We're all good. So she found him attractive, essentially. Yep. And the girls want to know if she's busting down those walls, dusting up the cobwebs, and getting wide open, essentially, opening those legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Literally, they're asking, are you guys fucking tonight or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just flat out asking. They're just asking. And then Nate, they go back back and forth between the guys and girls. And Nate, they ask him, like, hey, are you guys fucking? And Nate is like, you know, it's it's if it heats up a little, then it'll happen. You know, and then I feel like because she said I'm handsome. So he thinks it's a done deal he's getting laid tonight for sure because you know she said i'm handsome cut to stasha calling on the lord and pretending to be in bed with him and telling him to keep his ass over there away from her (laughs) i was like this is so funny (laughs) this is such a like this has become such a thing like are they gonna be intimate on the first night like they're adults and they're married who cares no one's fucking business and then cut to the what if she's boring and it's boring missionary all the time? Like some Jesus friend Christ. just throws that out there and Derek practically does a spit take. He's like, <laughs> like he cannot con- contain some. And the friend continues, this is what we're doing every time. And then he pretends to be like a dead roach, you know, with like his arms are like frozen in a state of shock. Like, oh, just laying there missionary style, you know? 
And meanwhile, the sisters are just cackling and screaming, consummated, consummated, it's consummated. so weird. Leslie, you've been to a lot of weddings, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you one time ever asked if the couple was going to consummate their marriage that night? No. No, like it's weird. Why do we have these conversations? Is it just because they don't know these people? I think it's because they're, one, they're on TV and I think they're amping it up. Sure. And also it's like, this is an experiment. Like you could technically fuck them because you're married. So it's not a one night stand if you're married. So it's kind of that whole technicality thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, that's where we leave them. And Nate, of course, heard that and was like, hey, what's going on? What did it say? Yeah, I'm not a big Nate fan. Yeah, me not so much. I don't think they're going to make it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because he's a fraud and she is somebody who's worked really hard and legitimately built what she has. And I don't think he has. 100%. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And I think she's not going to carry somebody. She's worked too hard. Fuck that. She is the boss bitch that she says she is. She has the receipts. She has multiple properties. Everybody knows about her accomplishments. She has listed them all. And I feel that he's kind of like not really clear on what it is that he does. It's kind of like, yeah, do this. I want someone, you know, who, you know, couple up. And I'm thinking that he wants someone who's established so he could kind of climb the coattails you know what i mean that's what it's coming off as he can like kind of leech onto that person yeah and for her to be a trophy wife as well yes 100 percent. all right so now we're gonna go to like i'm so surprised how much i like these guys lindy and miguel i really like her and i really like him yeah. Oh my God. And when they started speaking Spanish, I was like, yep. oh, mi corazón. Que lindo. He's really a nice dude. Okay. So these two are really into one another. And she said when she was coming down the aisle, she thought his suit was fashion forward. So she started like panicking and overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. Then they start, I just wrote, it's not. Then they start doing pics. <laughs> And Miguel tells the camera, she's a stranger, but it feels really natural, and I'd be an idiot to mess this up. Mm -hmm. So they get to the reception, and it's so funny, because right before they're about to go into the reception, they're having this conversation where they're like, what's your last name again? What's your (laughs) sister's name again? Who's what? And they can't get the name straight, so it's kind of funny. Um, They get to the reception, they're dancing, Lindy doesn't know how, and Miguel makes her feel completely at ease. Like she like very similar to Steve and Noy when Noy was having the panic attack on their honeymoon and Steve like just kind of yeah. this dude, Miguel, I feel like has that energy of Steve. Like whether you like Steve or not, you have to admit he was like a calming force. He was, yeah. And I feel like Miguel has that. Like he he's able to immediately make her feel at ease that she doesn't know how to dance and she's doing it in front of all these strangers for the first time. She says, like, his energy is perfect, and it's exactly what I was hoping for in my Mr. Stranger married at first sight situation. So then they discover they speak Spanish. And, well, Miguel is like, you can tell he is an experienced, seasoned Spanish speaker. Like, that is, he is bilingual. Mm -hmm. And Lindy reveals she's been trying to learn it, and she even spent the summer in Spain to really kind of immerse herself in the culture. But she didn't take it seriously enough and you know probably just i don't know fucked around and mm-hmm. drank if she was of age who knows or sightseeing whatever so in a confessional lindy says this is the best day of her life and she's thrilled and she's thrilled and i just wrote i like her and i'm really glad she escaped whatever cult she was part of in her yeah. younger years like i really like her hmm. so his last words I know, I'm going to come back. I'm going to eat those words. So we get a glimpse of Gabby, Lindy's drunk friend, (laughs) who loudly pronounces that Puerto Ricans are good in bed. And... Okay. So Miguel's telling the camera, like, this is great. The experts did a nice job. Like, I'm super happy. They're really happy with each other. Yeah. And Lindy is talking with Miguel's sister later. And I loved this whole conversation. I love Miguel's sister. And I'm sorry that I did not get her name. So I'm just going to call her sister throughout mm-hmm. here. Because, sister but I, Miguel. I, 
I love this conversation because they sit down and they're having a serious talk and Lindy's really taking it seriously. And Miguel's sister says, you know, my brother's fantastic, but he needs someone who will kind of react calmly in a situation and put action over words. So he's had relationships in the past where he's told someone, you know, this is bothering me and they don't do anything about it. So Lindy says she knows they'll have conflict, even if tonight is awesome. And she said, Lindy has the foresight to say, you are the most important person I'm going to talk to tonight. Yeah. Like, you have known him his entire life. Your fan, your parents are not here. What you say matters. And the sister tells Lindy, okay, this is not my place to tell you. And you'll find out more from him, but we did not have an easy upbringing. Um, we get the, we get the sense that their parents were out of the picture. Mom mm -hmm. physically, dad, maybe emotionally was out of the picture and it made for a really rough upbringing. And then the sister says, I'm so proud of the well-adjusted man that he is in spite of that. So Lindy then also says, I had a turbulent upbringing as well. And we are either going to trauma bond or that trauma is going to destroy us. I thought that was a great scene. Mm -hmm. it, was. it was like mature and I really liked it and I think that it explains why Miguel holds on to that nerdy playfulness side because maybe his childhood was rough and he's making up for it now that's a really good point he's like he had to grow up too fast yeah I have a ton of like Funko Pops and Barbies and a whole bunch of like toys i'm a collector of like action figures and barbies and toys and, and all kinds of cutesy things like that because i grew up poor and i barely had toys and now that i could afford them i'm just like holy shit i want all these toys yeah that's a really good point absolutely um and, and i feel like miguel too is like he's child like he's i don't know how to say this he's childlike without being childish if yes. that makes sense mm -hmm. So now we have Lindy's dickhole brother. <laughs> Cut to Lindy's dickhole brother, whose only question is, do you believe in a higher power? And that is his most pressing question of this stranger that is going to marry his sister. And I have a real problem with that because I know many religious people who are total assholes. And I know many non-religious people who are very good to their partners and religion has nothing to do with it either way so it's a stupid question in my opinion i think what he was trying to gauge is like are you gonna bring her back to our side or are you gonna distance her further yeah maybe yep i just think it's i don't think it's a dumb question i just think it's a dumb first question like a dumb important first question like, my question would be, what do you do for a living? Mm -hmm. Have you been married before? Why are you here? What brought you that? Tell us about your family. Like, it wouldn't be, do you believe in a higher power? It's yeah. weird. So Miguel gives the exact answer that I have always said. And that is, you know, I just feel like there's so many different religions. Who am I to say my religion is right over your religion? Like, mm -hmm. I respect all religions and i respect the people who hold those beliefs except again if you're crazy fundamentalist then you know i have an issue all right so miguel so the brother stares him down and we this is going to be an issue this is gonna be an issue it's gonna come up a lot yep so miguel and mitch bump into each other in the bathroom and they exchange first impressions about their wives and miguel is totally smitten he's like i'm taking this to the finish line like that's it and I did read, spoiler alert, on Maths Fan mm -hmm. Instagram, that Lindy and Miguel are supposedly the first ones to consummate their marriage. Whoa. Supposedly. Yep. So Mitch says, well, Kristen is cute <laughs> and we're really vibing, I guess. And Miguel tells Mitch, you know, did you hear Ben's wedding was delayed? Totally put in here by producers. Ben yeah. is such a... Wait, let me read my script. Ben is such a nice guy, and it is such a shame that his wedding is delayed due to COVID protocols. Like, it was so weird. Yeah. So then um, we go back to the reception, and Miguel and Lindy do the garter, and it's tame. It's fine. But what I thought was weird is he gets the garter, he throws it, 
Mm-hmm. And Lindy's super religious bro makes a dive for it. And yeah, because he's trying to get married. He wants to get married. And then we run into the time where everyone asks if they're going to bang. And that's kind of where we leave them. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. So Morgan and Ben, I literally have one sentence. She tells the camera how much this sucks. Ben tells the camera he did his best to prevent this, including wearing an N95. He wasn't out clubbing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all we see of them. Do we need them at this point? I'm good without them. Well, I told you I thought that um, Morgan and Mitch would be a better match. I'm mm-hmm. wondering how that's going to play out. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. Okay, Alexis and Justin. The name should not be mentioned because my device will go off. And Justin. <laughs> Let's just call her A. 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 Okay. Grace. That's her middle name. What is it? Alexis Grace. So maybe if I oh. say it like that, there you go. There you it go. It won't trigger go. it. So we open up with upbeat music at Alexis and Justin's wedding reception. The couple is at their table, so they're like far away. So the the party's underway. The families are together. They're at their own separate bride and groom table, and yeah, you know, they're kind of off talk. to the side or whatever. And Justin is shivering because he weighs two pounds. And Alexis is trying to get like space heaters for them. And she's like, Can we get like space heaters? And I was just like, Oh my God, what is going on? And I was she like, She wasn't I- like, Oh, I'm going to cause a scene here. Let me talk to the manager at my wedding. No, she just went, Oh, can- is it possible to move the space heater over? And he was like, Oh, I didn't even know that was an option. So th- this shows me that they're not high maintenance, that they're yep. like, Let's just ask. What's the worst yep. they could say? It's no. So I was like, okay, I get you. And I'm a, and as someone who's always cold, I, I totally get it. But it's also California, guys. Come down. <laughs> so Justin tells producers, man, she's thoughtful. I can't understand why we would match. And he points to their family having a good time at the reception. Everything is going well. And then he says, even if they don't like her, they're going to suck it up because she's my wife. And yeah, I like that was that. awesome. Yep. I really yep. like that. I was like, yes, he's all in. I like both of these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a little, little, he overshares a little bit, but I like them both. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. We'll get there. <laughs> so then we got Alexis telling Justin that she likes him, that they have a good balance because she's a bit of a firecracker and she feels he would be supportive and let her be free. And he agrees and also says that he's got her. So he will be nearby to step in if need be. So while she's sparkling and going off, if she needs him, he'll be right there. And I was like, he's saying all the right things. God, I hope he is not a major douchebag. I think that's the exact right. Like when you have somebody who's a strong personality, like Alexis Grace, um, (laughs) (laughs) you need someone who's comfortable and confident enough to kind of stand in the in the side, at the side, in the side, on the side, on the sidelines, waiting to jump in. And tag he team in, you know. Yep, he is. He's very, he's got a quiet masculinity about him that mm-hmm. I like. 
And he does say, you know, there will be times that there'll be bickering and arguments, but he can own up to his shit. Like he literally said, I could own up to my shit, but he is a natural pleaser and will ask, what do I have to do to make you happy? And I'm like, wow, I I like that. And she just stares at him and he asks her what? And she's probably thinking, you are saying all the right things. Because <laughs> then she says, don't be tempting me with a good time and takes a sip of her wine. <laughs> she's in the one. She's, she's taking one. it all in. <laughs> so then I wrote, cue the off-brand upbeat pop song. I was made for loving you. I was like, what is this song? <laughs> what is this? Know. So later on in the episode, we're still at the reception and Justin's brother Donnell has pulled him aside to tell him he's come a long way and is a man man now. I'm like, what what does that mean? So is he saying he's complete now? He's reached adulthood level? Like, is there a Nintendo game? Is that what life is? We gotta reach certain levels. He has leveled up. He ate the mushroom. He ate the mushroom. <laughs> leveled up. so donnell keeps telling justin he's had a hard time accepting this a hard time accepting this like he says it like a couple of times i've had a hard time accepting this accepting this accepting this and i'm like okay we we get it but justin assures him he understands he was coming from a good place so no harm no foul Uh and then we do get a flashback so this is kind of like a never before seen kind of thing because it's like in a weird color <laughs> like the way they differentiate like when it took place yeah and it's like alexis is sitting with donnell and their mom you know donnell and justin's mom and telling his family that she is going to protect her husband she's not in the business of hurting people and that she will find something beautiful out of it and if they can't they will create it yeah it was good that must have been last episode, but we didn't cover it or missed no, it. No, this is all on this episode. Okay. Or maybe no, that, that I didn't notice that I mean. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apologies. Joey is losing his mind. Maybe Joey wants to weigh in on this. Yeah, he's like, arr, arr. Joey's like, I hate flashbacks. I hate flashbacks. <laughs> I live in the present. <laughs> so that moment sold on now. He's on board. They hug it out. Then we see Alexis Grace walk over to Justin's male friends and ask for cheat codes on operating Justin. Like, he's a fucking robot. <laughs> yeah. She was speaking my language with that one. Yeah. I was waiting for one to go XXBB start start select left right. As long as you don't assassinate his character, as long as you always understand he's trying, he'll never take that for granted. That was what one of his friends says, and I was like, okay, okay. Can we break that down for a minute? <laughs> What does his friend mean by assassinate his character? Okay, I'm, I'm going to speak to this because I know exactly what it is. Okay, because I was like, is he aspiring to be a politician? Nope. Like, what is going I on? Get, so I get the same, I have this weird quirk as well. When okay. he said that, I was like, you've articulated what I always feel. Mm-hmm. So when I, say I'm fighting with Timmy over something, right? And um, Timmy maybe misunderstood something I said and thought I was like putting him down. To me, that's a slight against my character because I wouldn't do that. Okay. And I get really offended by that. It's really weird, but it is like a kind of a weird defect I have. Because I thought it meant like talking out of school, like her spreading lies about him Mm. or like, you know, like slander or doing the noise thing, which is like posting all these cryptic memes, you know? Yeah. No. That's what I was thinking. It's like that. How dare you think I would do that to you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah, but to be fair, I hear that a lot on Housewives. They're like, you know me. You know that I would never. And it's like, rewind the tape, Kyle Richardson from Housewives of Beverly Hills. (laughs) Yes, you did do that. Anyways. So then another friend chimes in and he says he's sensitive. He won't admit it. None of us would want to admit it, but we're all sensitive. Dude sensitive. So we got it. The dude sensitive. Is he sensitive? I think he's sensitive. (laughs) And we get a shot of Alexis giving a quizzical look like, huh, okay. okay." But then the other guy, the first one that was talking, chimes back in and it's like, us being his best friends, we have to ask, are you really committed to like staying married? 
So this is the math's equivalent of 90 Day Fiance trope. Is he or she in it for the green card? So yes. that's like, yes. are you really going to stay married? Are you marrying for the right reason kind of thing? Yes. Are you here for the right reasons? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that guy, so ends up being Kyle, because then I noted that, oh, Kyle, friend, homeboy Kyle, that's what I wrote, continues, and it's like, because I know people like the idea, and they're like, oh, this is my husband and whatnot, we want him to have more than that, just a partner for life, that's what they want, not just someone that's gonna say, I'm in it to win it, and then not put in any effort or give him a fair shot, so then Kyle says, we just need to know, are you ride or die? (laughs) Cue quirky music, and... Alexis makes a face like, yeah, no, and says, dying is a bit much, but I really enjoy him. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But then she coughs it up with like, well, I'm committed to him. This is my man. So they're like, okay. So they're reassured. Yeah. So then we get what appears to be like a later drunken confessional because Alexis' hair is like, she's slurring her words. Her hair is all over the place. I, like, I am here for drunk Alexis. And she is like disheveled. And she says, mm-hmm. when she was walking down the aisle, it wasn't clear that he would be the man of her dreams. But after getting to know him, she says, the superficialness of me walking down the aisle and not being immediately attracted to him seems silly. Uh, Mitch, take a note. So back at the girl group table, they're all giving Justin the business. So one sister's like, you're handsome and all, but how are you going to protect her? And he goes, how am I going to protect her? And the sister is like, I, yeah, come on, brother. (laughs) Like, come on. First of all, I hate that rhetoric because not every woman needs a guy's protection. Like, Mm -hmm. I just hate that. But number two, have you seen him? All he has to do is, like, stare somebody down. I'd be terrified of him. He could stop me. <laughs> and then he says, after God, she comes first. And it was like a 90 sitcom moment where the audience is like, oh! Like, that was their reaction. Yep. So the sisters are happy. But then um, she goes, I'm the miss before the storm. This is the storm. Ooh. And she points to her other sister who says... The Quiet Storm. I was like, I need these girls on a TV show. Okay, yes. Yes, we need a follow-up on this. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, give them their own show. I'm ready. And then the sister's like, because I don't play. I don't play. (laughs) Listen, sisters have always made for great side characters. Do we Mm -hmm. remember Michaela's sisters? Yeah. Who were like amazing and wanted to burn Zach to the ground. Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. So Storm, a.k.a. Sister Amber, says, I want you to really take care of my sister, but also be firm. Like, care for her, but also guide her. And she does caution him that actions speak louder than words, and she ends the segment by saying, I'm going to give y'all your space, but if my baby calls me, I'm going to be here. And she (laughs) said this so sweetly, yet menacing at the same time. I was like, ooh, I I have not seen... I have not seen this much shade since RuPaul's Drag Race. I was like, what is happening? I love this episode. So back with the fellas, they ask for cheat codes, and she wants him to try to reach out to her because, okay, so she is, Alexis is with Justin's friends, so she wants the cheat codes. And she says, so they're like, okay, so let's return that to you. What are your cheat codes? And it's like, if they have an argument reach out to me if i if i if you text me and i block you send me a carrier pigeon if that doesn't work yep. send me an email if not send me a message in a bottle you know make an effort make an effort so after we get the bouquet toss montage we have justin getting ready to remove the garter and i hate this tradition so freaking much i i hate all traditions but this is bad it is horrible. You hear the mother in the background, her mother saying, put it on your ankle. Put the guard on your ankle. As Justin is starting to gyrate by his friends, getting into the groove, just dancing. He removes his jacket, flicks his suspenders. I was like, what it is? It, it, was, really, it was really... 
look, I'm not saying he's like, he did this on purpose, but it was just too much and inappropriate. And she said it best when she said like, I'm between him and my mother and my vag in the middle. Like, exactly. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, it started to get comical because he's uh, like crotching down and posing, yeah. flexing. Then he kind of like awkwardly slides his way towards her on his knees. So he's like mopping the knees, <laughs> mopping the floor with his knees. He was doing like the Patrick Swayze dirty dancing. Remember yeah. when they're when they're practicing and he's yep. like on the floor coming at mm-hmm. her? Yes. I was Only like, way what less is happening? sexy. Way less sexy than Patrick Swayze. And then so Alexis is like, my mom is over there crying. And I'm just thinking like, mama's probably like losing her mind. And then they start, he starts like kissing up her leg. And then the caption read, onlookers exclaim. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So then we get a bit of them, you know, the wedding and what appears to be their wedding room or something. So this is after the wedding. Yeah, the suite. So they're like snuggling. And so that's when we find out that her full name is Alexis Grace. Middle name is Grace. Is yeah. She was named after her grandmother who passed away in 2017. And Justin reveals that he's always wanted to have a daughter and name her Grace. There we go. How original. But she doesn't want daughters. She wants little boys. Because there's a slimmer chance of them being hoes. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, um, no, boys can be hoes too. Both have you not boys heard of can be hoes? Yeah, have you not heard of fuck boys? Yeah, that, that's a thing. Then things get interesting. He asked what she thought of him when she first saw him, and her response was, "Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! I've definitely seen him on a dating app." And I was like, "Ooh, uh oh, uh oh." Uh huh. Uh huh. And he goes, "How long ago?" And she says, four months." And he was like. You sure it was me? I have that look. And she's like, no, 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 baby. You do not have that look. (laughs) He is not. He has a very specific look. There's no way that she was confusing him for anybody else. And she does go on to say there is no one else walking around San Diego seven foot tall. And I like how he kind of goes, okay, yeah, I've caught. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, you're right. You're right. But it's all good. And so they start getting ready for bed. He's like, helps her out of her gown and she's in the bathroom. So while she's in the shower, he is sitting on the bed talking to the cameras about his dick being hard. He's like, I'm not even going to lie. My dick is hard. A hundred percent inappropriate. He said his dick was hard and that he wasn't going to lie. We don't need to know this. Not telling us your dick is hard is not lying. Yeah. It's just sparing us some detail. He could have said, like, I'm hopeful or I'm excited about what might happen. He don't need to yeah, say, my dick yeah. is hard. No. Uh-uh. I'm at That's- full staff. You know, not even <laughs> <half> <laughs> <half>. <laughs> Do you think the producer was like, let's clear this up. Let's see it. Yeah. So after the sh- after she showers and removes her makeup, she's like trying to be cute. And she says she's going to be cute in case something happens in the middle of the night, which means she's, you know, straightening her hair and wears like this little button down short, like nightgown thing. Mm-hmm. And then she goes out of the bathroom and walks into the bedroom, just stares him down like, OK, what are you doing, girl? I'll see you. And she then lays on the bed and she's all like, you got this lotioned up chocolate, girl. You know it's tempting. And she's like swinging her legs, crossing, uncrossing. (laughs) We got it, girl. Your vagina's open for business. We get it. But then she's all like, yeah, that's not happening. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And so, of course, the scene ends with generic R&B music and they kiss and she teases him saying he's too smooth to be celibate. And then the candles are blown out and end of episode. End of episode. So what do you think about them as a match? I think they're good. You know, I think that they may stand a chance. Yes. So... Spoiler alert, guys. Fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear this in a minute. But Mouse fan was saying, and Mouse fan has been right, and there's been sometimes they've been fed wrong information, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they said three out of five stay together. And I'm thinking if I see the two that are very problematic from the beginning, it's Stasha, Nate, and Mitch, and... Lindy? No, Mitch and Kristen. 
Kristen, yeah. Lindy is with um, Miguel, yeah. Now, we haven't seen Morgan and Ben yet, so maybe they'll be I terrible think match. I going to be a disaster because did you see some of that footage? I was watching it on the Lifetime app, and it kept showing me, like, things that are coming up on the season. Ooh. And it was just, like, these clips of everyone pretty much arguing with each other of all oh, the couples. I have, to, I have to go and see that. Yeah. But I do think Alexis and Justin have a good chance. And I think Lindy and Miguel have a good chance. Mm-hmm. We'll Those see. are the two I think have a good chance so far. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, so I have next time on. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Next time on, Nate and Stasha shower together. Mm-hmm. Lindy tells Miguel she has, quote, a substantial amount of student debt. Join the club, honey. Join yeah, the club. Me too. Justin wants to sleep with Alexa because his dick is so hard and big. <laughs> Mitch is being too guarded. And then Mitch isn't feeling the spark. And then Ben and Morgan finally get married. Mm-hmm. So we'll see them get married. So that's coming up. I think the couples go to Mexico for their honeymoon. Mm. That'd be nice. Or to Vallarta, maybe? I'm not oh, but sure. like that. Yeah, that's in Mexico. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's that... close enough. But that's close to San Diego, right? Yeah, it's thinking. close. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a famous port of call for the Pacific Princess, as we know. <laughs> the love boat. All right. Uh, Leslie, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram and all the socials at Sinister Girls. I interview musicians. They perform sometimes on the show. We have new episodes coming up. I'm in the middle of editing one. And I'm booking a bunch of cool shows to cover and some cool things. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Do you have anyone like Bon Jovi coming up? No. How about some Harry Styles? No. How about the Avid Brothers? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're going back to our roots. And Mr. Girl's going back to its indie punk rock roots. So we're going there. Okay. All right. So that, power, that really rules yeah. out the Ava brothers in a big way. Listen, if I could get Steven Tyler and Joe Perry to speak to me, I would. Oh, God. Steven Tyler. He's doing how old better. He is. So November, I'm going to be in Vegas, baby, to see Aerosmith. So I don't care how old that man gets. He is sexy as hell. Ugh. I love him. <laughs> I love him. I have an Aerosmith tattoo on my hip, guys. I do you fucking really? love I do. It's a huge, that is my biggest piece that I have. Oh, I wow. fucking love them. Okay. Love them. All right. And uh, I'm still over at Jenny's. This is why covering real bad episodes of Little House on the Prairie into season eight. And we did just drop on the free feed for anyone who wants to hear it. Our coverage of Class Action Park, which is the documentary mm. about Action Park in New Jersey, which was just quintessential like mwah, Gen X. Because we are always trying to find clever ways to die when we are kids. So <laughs> go over and listen to that if you get a chance. And of course, you can follow us at Six Degrees of Reality TV on Instagram or visit our website where you can email us info at Six Degrees of Reality TV. Our big, big, big ask of you this week is to leave us a review. Yes, That's please. All. It helps us kind of get found and appear mm-hmm. in more searches. So it's a big, it's like a big help to us and helps us grow our little baby tiny pod from maybe. 16 people to maybe 19. We don't know. Yeah. I'm shooting for 20. Ooh. Big dreamer there. Big dreamer. All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.